We're going to get ready to take up the offering this morning. If I get Leilani and Nicholas to come on up. Amen. Here you go. Come on, Nicholas. Okay. Would you like to pray? Mm, I like Leilani praying. You like Leilani praying? Okay. Yes. Amen. Amen. Good job. Amen. Amen. How many excited this morning? Amen. Amen. We didn't get to have church last week, but that's all right. Just a minor setback for a major comeback. Amen. 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 You know, the Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And what do we see going on in our nation right now? They're wanting to kill babies at nine months. They're wanting to kill babies after they're born. What kind of wickedness is that? Next, when your children become an inconvenience, you're going to have the right to kill them too. If Christians don't stand up, amen? This is what happens when the church of Jesus Christ takes the path of least resistance. You know, I like what Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, that silence in the face of evil is evil itself. And to not act is to act, and God will not hold us guiltless. Amen? So it's time for the true Christians, the true body of Christ, the ecclesia, to come together, amen? And stand against wickedness that's happening in our nation. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So this morning, I just want to I want to talk about the, the necessity of being righteous. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So um, let's look at Acts 10, 22. Hallelujah. So the Greek word for righteous is dikasonai, um, which is taken from dikesokis, meaning just. And we can see in Acts 10, 22, and they said Cornelius, the centurion, a just man and one that feareth God and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by a holy angel to send for thee into this into his house and to hear words of thee. So we see Cornelius is a just man. Amen. So it is defined as integrity, virtue, purity, rightness, correct thinking, right acting, simply doing what is right? Let's look at Micah chapter 6, verse 8. 
Micah chapter 6, verse 8. He that shew thee, O man, what is good, and what doeth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Amen. So first of all, nowhere does it say that Christ is imputed to you as righteousness. It does say faith is accounted, reckoned as righteousness. The proclamation in Jeremiah 23, 6, that says the Lord, our righteousness is speaking of the righteous branch raised up from the house of David, through which the faithful will be saved, not anything transferred to the believer from Christ. Amen. How many know the church needs to come out of these erroneous doctrines? Amen. These doctrines that don't line up with the Bible. Amen. Thank God for a church that wants the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. So for what does the scripture say in Romans 4, 3, it says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Hallelujah. So the, the KJV translate Logamazai, which is accounted, reckoned, imputed in the key passages above. From this, they build the fallacy that righteousness is transferred from Christ to the believer at conversion. However, the word simply means to reason, suppose, count, deem, and judge. It has nothing to do with a transaction or anything transferred or deposited into your account. Imputed is a legal term in English, meaning to attribute or ascribe something to a person. As to impute them just when they are unjust or as to having a considerable sum of money deposited into their account that had nothing. It was transferred to theology from the Latin term imputart, which has no such meaning in the Greek. It could simply be said that Abraham's faith was considered by God to be righteousness. In other words, his faith was weighed in the balance and found righteous. According to James chapter two, verses 22 and 24. So just as David, who was considered righteous by his faith in Romans chapter four, verses five and six, that did not attempt to be reconciled, returned to favor by his lawful sins, by his awful sins, by sacrifices and offerings. Works, but by faithfully coming clean in repentance and emptying himself of all guile and deceit. This is why he could say in Psalms 32 verse 1, that blesses the man in whose heart there is no guile. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. 
So in scripture, faith is shown to be much more than a mental assent, acceptance of facts. Rather, it's a heartfelt faithfulness that doeth what is right. You see, let's, let's look at James chapter 2, verse 24. James chapter 2, verse 24. You can see that a man is justified by what he does and not by faith only. So in scripture, righteousness is what you do, not what you receive. Let's look at first John. Three seven. He who does what is righteous is righteous. In Hebrews eleven four, it says Abel attained witness that his deeds were righteous. Amen. Let's look at John, the book of John, chapter one, verse 47. And this is an example of what David was talking about in Psalms 32, verse one. John 1, 47 says, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no guile. That means there is no deception. Amen? Amen, yes. And how many people at this moment are sitting somewhere being deceived? Listening to men that's using their sophistry, clever reasoning to deceive. And what does the Bible say? That people will be deceiving and being deceived. Amen? So it's really crucial to understand what the Holy Scriptures are saying this morning. Amen. Amen. Nathaniel wasn't a man that had deceptive motives. He wasn't trying to get in to heaven deceptively with a cloak of unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, know ye not that the unrighteous will not enter into the kingdom of God. So Nathaniel didn't have this fig tree religion. He wasn't trying to hide. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So 1 John 2.29 says anyone who does what is right is righteous as he is righteous. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is our forerunner. Jesus is our example. He showed us how to walk. Amen. Yes. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, 
that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So it's important to note that the word become in this particular context means that something may or may not occur depending on the circumstances. So in the context of verses 20 to 21, it is speaking to those yet to be reconciled through repentance and faith proven by deeds. So the term we are made righteous in him in the sense of it being something transferred to us by God when we believe in Jesus is not scriptural. Rather, it is Christ who has become the example set forth to us as the model of, of all things pertaining to life and godliness. Amen. Why don't we get back to just trying to be like Jesus? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made or become unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30 to 31. Amen. Hallelujah. So not that he is doing it for us or transferring it to us, but leading us into it. Amen. Amen. That's why scripture speaks of righteousness as something we do, not something that is done for us in our place. Hallelujah. In Matthew 520, it says, for I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen. If you just have a list of do's and don'ts, you're not going to make it. Amen. Your heart has to be in complete unity with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There, there are no shortcuts, amen? There is no half-step in it with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You can see David praying in the Psalms, Lord, unite my heart, amen? Oh, come on. Jesus. Yes. Lord, I, I want a clean heart, amen? Yes. amen? I want a pure heart. Yes. I want a clean conscience, amen? Yes. You know what your conscience does? Come on. It either accuses you or excuses you, amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. We need a purity of heart this morning. Yes. We need to ascend to the hills. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. And that's only going to be done with a clean heart and, and, and clean hands. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke chapter one. Verses 74 to 75. That he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear and holiness 
and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Amen. And that's not burdensome. To live right is not a burden. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. Yes. Amen. Yes. Jesus said, take my yoke upon me and learn of me. You know, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read some more scriptures. You guys don't have to turn to these. But Romans 1, 17 says the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Amen. We ought to be growing up in God. Amen. When are we going to become mature in God? We need to leave behind elementary principles and go on to maturity in Christ. Amen. The time where we're supposed to be teaching, we still need to be taught. Amen. Paul said, look, you know, when I was a child, I, I, I spoke like a child. I act like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the reason people can't accept the truth of Scripture now. That's the reason there are so many offenses. Amen. People are purposely looking to be offended by the Scriptures. Amen. They're using every reason to turn away from this. Every single reason to turn away from this. Amen. I can't even, I don't believe in once saved RSA, but I can't even imagine turning away from this. Amen. Each day I want to draw in closer to him. I want to love him more. I want to obey him. Amen. I have no other reason to exist if it wasn't for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want to know him. Amen. I just want to walk as Jesus walked. No matter what that costs, no matter what it looks like. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's how we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Amen. Amen. So Romans 6, 13 says, and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. And your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Amen. We ought to spur one another towards good works. Amen. Amen. Towards living a holy, righteous life. Yes. Romans 6, 16 and 18 says, Do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey? You are that one slaves whom you obey. Rather of sin leading to death. Or of obedience leading to righteousness and having been set free from sin, you become slaves of righteousness. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Who are we going to obey this morning? Amen. 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 The choice is ours. Amen. Hallelujah. So Romans 8, 4 says that the righteous requirement of the law might be. Fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Amen. And walking according to the spirit is walking in obedience to the word of God. Amen. Now people have made it into a spectacle, a show. But walking in the spirit is walking in complete obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ephesians 4, 24 and 6 to 14 says, And that you put on the new man that was created according to God and true righteousness and holiness put on the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. Yes. That's your job. That's my job to do that. Amen. Yes. God isn't doing that for us. Amen. <laughs> Come on Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. So since the first act of faith is obedience to the truth, and we can see that in Romans 6, 16, God can respond to our faithfulness and producing deeds worthy of repentance as a right action acceptable unto him. Because he searches the heart and tests the mind of every individual who comes to him by faith. He then can accept their faith if genuine, sincere, and authentic as the righteousness required to pronounce them as just. Amen. Amen. So in Luke 1, 6, you guys could turn there. This is an example. Luke chapter 1, verse 6. Speaking of Zacharias and Elizabeth, they were walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Amen. That abolishes any excuses. Amen. Hallelujah. They have they had the same ability that we have today. Amen. Hallelujah. The same Lord that we have today. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is why the scripture says in Habakkuk 2 and 4 that the just man shall live by his faithfulness to God. He begins in a faithfulness that obeys God's command to come clean of his sins. And this he is reckoned, considered, deemed. And judged to be righteous. God accepts his faithful obedience, trustworthy devotion, and heartfelt loyalty as bona fide evidence. He has taken up his cross, counted the costs, and strive to enter through the narrow gate which leads to life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at Revelations chapter 19, verses 6 and 8. Hallelujah. Revelations 19, 6 and 8. Then I heard something like the voice of a great multitude and like the sound of many waters and like the sound of mighty pearls of thunder saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God the almighty reigns, let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him 
for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Amen. Amen. Do you want to be counted as worthy to walk in white? Amen. Amen. You want to be clothed, then you have to be righteous. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know what? Jesus Christ died for a victorious church. Amen. What we're seeing now is weakness. What we're, what we're hearing people present to us is weakness. Jesus Christ said that he's coming back for a bride that's without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Amen. amen? That have made themselves ready. That's strong. Amen? amen? Those that know their God will be strong and do exploits. Amen? amen? That's the kind of body, that's the kind of church that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back for. Right. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So this takes us to. It's not uncommon for people to quote Romans 310 and try to apply it to those who are converted. When the Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. It is talking about all those who don't know Jesus Christ. The context of this passage is usually ignored and that single passage is isolated. That's how people build cults when they take one verse and build everything around that. Amen. Yes, that's true. So the, the context says in Romans 3 and 11 that there is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Romans 3.17 says that the way of peace have they not known. And Romans 3.18 says there is no fear of God before their eyes. So the, the real context is, you know, Christians, they do seek after God. So this isn't speaking about the Christian in Romans 3.10. They know the way of peace. And they have the fear of God. Amen? Amen. So we can see that Romans 3.10 is talking about somebody that isn't converted. Mm. Hallelujah. So Paul was describing the unconverted world, not describing the converted church. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So Paul's point, point was that all have sinned. Romans 3.23, past tense and by choice, not birth. And those who are saved do not continue to live in sin. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I have known many who will defend their doctrine that says no one can live free from sin by quoting Solomon, who said in Ecclesiastes 7.20, for there is not a just man upon earth that doeth right and sinneth not. While this was no doubt true, maybe of Solomon's generation or during the time that he stated this, it is not true of all generations or of all times. The Bible says that Joseph, 
the husband of Mary was a just man, according to Matthew 119. It also says that Joseph, the counselor who buried Jesus, was a good man and just, according to Luke 23, verse 50. And it says that those who are born of God and abide in Christ sinneth not. And you can read that in 1 John 3, 6 and 5, 18. It says, he who sins is of the devil. Yes. If you're living a, a death style of sin, you're not a child of God yet. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yep. Hallelujah. So it is therefore possible to be a just and good man that doesn't sin and walks righteously. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at Psalm 7, verse 8. Psalm 7, verse 8. The Lord judges the people. Vindicate me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and my integrity that is in me. Amen. He's going to judge us according to how we walk. Amen. According to how we obey him. He didn't obey in our place. Amen. So many are found quoting Isaiah 64, verse 6, that all our righteous deeds are like filthy rags. Mm. So Isaiah, the prophet, summed up the wretched state into which the covenant people of God had sunk. Though they've been the boon of receiving the law from Mount Sinai, Though they had come out of Egypt through the Red Sea, they had turned from their lawgiver. The children of Zion were worshiping false gods. And you can read that in Isaiah 42, verse 17. They were um, reveling in the dreads of idolatry. So much so, the prophet calls Jerusalem a harlot. In chapter 1, verse 21 of Isaiah and likens it to, so- to Sodom in Isaiah 3, verse 9. And yet the people had an illusion of righteousness. Even while burning incense on strange altars in Isaiah 65, verse 3 to 5. But God did not esteem their righteousness to be anything but pollution. Amen. Amen. Look at the church of Laodicea. He said, look, you, you, you think that you've become rich. You've increased in goods and you have need of nothing. But you're blind, naked, wretched and miserable. And I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire. Amen. Amen. The truth of God's word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So how appropriate But God did not esteem their righteousness to be anything but pollution. He even hated the Sabbaths and feasts 
that he himself had ordained. In Isaiah 1, 13 to 14, the house of Jacob's apostasy had rendered its best acts of religion unclean. Like the wind, sins were sweeping people away. Romans 6, 23, the, the wages of sin is still death. Amen. Amen. And how appropriate that the prophet would break into such hyperbole as to call this supposed goodness filthy rags. What better way to call the nation to repentance? In the context of proud Judah's barrenness, the rebuke comes with the force of a thunderbolt. This is most certainly the way the text should be read in Isaiah 64, 6. Because you hear people say that all the time. Oh, my, my deeds, my acts are just filthy rags in the sight of God. No, this is the proper context of it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is most certainly the way the text should be read. We have all heard that a text without a context is a pretext. This applies here. The filthy rags must be understood historically and with application to the audience. Apostate Jerusalem was who the prophet was speaking to. Amen. Amen. So the Holy Scriptures show that God is pleased with the righteous deeds of the saints. God was pleased with Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. Genesis 6, 9. God was pleased with Zechariah and Elizabeth. And Luke 1, 6, and they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. Christ was pleased with Mary's gift of perfume. And Mark 14, 6. A deed he called beautiful. Christ was pleased with the widow's offering. She put in more than all of them, according to Luke 21, 3. Amen. Amen. We see action, action, action. Righteous deeds. Amen. Hallelujah. So self-righteousness can be found in Romans 10, 3 and 4. And you know, you want to know what self-righteousness is? It's attempting to establish your own righteousness by adhering to ritual, ordinances, religious activities, or observance of days, new moons, or Sabbaths, dress codes, rules, regulations, and forms of godliness. Thinking that such things could remit your past sins and cleanse you for present service. Amen. So biblical righteousness 
is doing as God commands and first producing deeds worthy of repentance and then walking uprightly by faith, working by love and keeping the heart pure of sin. Amen. Amen. So righteousness is simply doing what is right by faith, working by love and purifying the heart of sin. So in this life, it's impossible to be neutral. Every person has a master, either God or sin. You are free to choose between two masters, sin or righteousness, but you can't manipulate the consequences or outcome of your choice. Each master pays with its own kind of currency. The currency of sin is death and the currency of righteousness is life, eternal life. John 10, 10, Jesus said that he came to give us life and life more abundantly. Amen. So let's choose life this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there anyone needing prayer this morning? Anyone else? I just want to pray with you. We have a, a friend named Brian. Um, they, they live here, but they had to, to stay with their kids because he didn't have a job. And so, okay. Uh, they're wanting to come back, but he's trying to get a job in Nana. Mm-hmm. So that if God's will be done, that he gets that job and they come back home. Amen. 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 How many know the fervent um, prayer of the righteous availeth much? Amen. 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 Is there anyone that needs a physical healing? Uh, sister, go ahead. Go. Midnight hour, huh? <laughs> Amen. Well, we're going to keep them in prayer. Amen. 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 Is there anyone that needs a physical healing this morning? We just want to pray with you, anoint you with oil. And... Sister Linda. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Jim, Brother Bill. Father, Lord, you see your servant has come to you, Father God. Lord, Father God, Lord, we just stand on your promise, on your word. 
Yes. Father God, Lord, you said you sent forth your word and healed. Father God, Lord, you said there's healing in your wings. Father God, Lord, you said forget not your benefits, for you're the God that healeth thee. Father God and Lord, um, we know that you made blind eyes see before, Father God, and you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, Father God, Lord, so we know that you can heal this eye, Father God, that you can give her her sight, Father God, Lord, and then you can heal any other ailments going on, Father God, Lord, you can heal the shingles, anything else that's going on, Father God, Lord, you can make her whole, Father God, Lord, and Father God, we just thank you for being a good father, a loving father, merciful father, Lord, one that desires good things for his children, Father God, Lord. And we just touch and agree, Father God, that this would be a victorious day, Father God, Lord, a victorious time, a time of rejoicing, Father God, a time of refreshing, Father God, Lord. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for her faith and obedience, Father God, Lord, to reach out to you this morning, Jesus, Father God, as you become a healer to her, Father God. And Lord, we just thank you for encouraging our spirit, Father God, and leading our way, Lord, and just providing every need along the way, Father God, and Lord, that you never leave or forsake, Father God, and Lord, we just thank you and just give you all the praise, Lord, and honor, in your holy name, Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. How many believe she's healed? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. And you had an announcement, sister? We definitely appreciate that. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Any testimonies or Amen. 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 You know, we're salvation last night. Amen. 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 Let's just go before the throne of grace then. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just um, thank you this morning for, for hearing from heaven. 
Father God, for us um, being willful vessels, Father God, Lord, that's been cleansed from the inside out. Father God, that's met for your use. Father God, Lord, that we can yield our members as instruments of righteousness, Father God, Lord, that we want to walk as you walked, Father God, Lord. We don't want a half step, Lord. Father God, we want the real thing this morning. Father God, Lord, we just want to, Father God, love you with everything that we have, Father God, and Lord, and, and love our neighbors ourselves, Father God. And we just thank you for, uh, you, know, you know, the families that might be mourning and, afflict, and afflicted this morning, Father God, with the loss of loved ones and Father God, we know that um, you'll be able to help um, Billy and Melissa, Father God, and you're going to give them something beyond what they can even imagine, Father God, or even ask for according to the power that's in them, Father God, your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we just thank you for um, for tracing her interviews, Father God, Lord, that you're, you're, Father God, you're just going to give her something beyond what she even was thinking, Father God. And Lord, we know that, Father God, every good and perfect gift comes from you, Father God. And Lord, we just thank you for Linda's healing, Father God. Lord, we praise you for it, Lord, Father God. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that we're able, Father God, to anoint and we're able to see your mighty right hand move, Father God, in our midst. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord. And I just thank you for all the saints gathered this morning. Father God, Lord, as we just come together on one accord, Father God, Lord, just to accomplish what you've set us to be here for. And we just thank you and just give you all the praise, glory, and honor in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.